Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Yes, hello. Welcome to Off The Bench. Been another big week in sports day. I can tell you, Sats and Rat have been up to some great chats. Uh, Very shortly, we'll hear from Ricky Stewart. Sats and I caught up with Toby Rudolph, the Cronulla star who's Resting at the moment. We'll find out what he's been up to. Uh, of course, Brent Tate, our Larrikins of Origin. Chris Nelson will join us too with some tips, but let's kick it off with Ricky Stewart's. Fogarty on the inside to Tomoko. Beats one. He got away from Pangai Jr. The runner was coming through. Still alive as it goes back. Croker swoops on it. Jared Croker still going. Croker, he scores. And that is full time. The Raiders victorious 34 to 30 yeah, over caught- the Canterbury Bulldogs. He- yeah, the Canberra Raiders are winners over Magic Round on Friday night. And their coach, Ricky Stewart, who's always gracious with his time when he comes on Sports Day, is joining us. Uh, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Rick. No worries at all. Seth, how are you, Matty? Going well. Well, you'd be going a little bit better now, wouldn't you? The four, four, on the four wins on the trot and finding a little bit of solidarity amongst the, amongst the crew. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what winning does. It gives, the, uh, gives everybody a lift, gives your... Uh, confidence and belief a, uh, a big kick along and you know uh, players believing in what they're doing and it's uh, you know it's amazing uh, even when you're losing you got if you feel as though you got the right processes you've just got to keep saying you know we've got to stick to what we're doing and we know it works and they've done that when we've been through a rut but uh, now they're uh, got a little bit of confidence about themselves which is good but it's all on again this weekend. Yeah, stick. You've um, you've you've been in the, the well. The Raiders have been in the news a lot over the last month, and it seems that um, you know, the more you're in the news, the the more this team's galvanising together. I mean, adversity sometimes rips a team apart. Sometimes it brings a team together. Have you addressed it with your team and 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 the adversity and you know the, the you know obviously we know how much the Raiders mean to you and how much Jackie White means to you. Have you addressed yep. that with the team, or is it just something that you've let? sort of go and, and let that galvanise the team, or have you addressed it? No, definitely address it, mate. It's, uh, you know, anything there where there's a, an elephant in the room or uh, from an outside point of view, we, we like to get on board about it and address it with your senior players, address it with the group if it needs to be. But uh, no, most definitely, um, you know, it's, we've got a pretty open and honest group here. and I think sometimes talking about things is a... Um, far greater advantage than uh, letting it sneak up and bite you. So, you know, we get it out there and, and discuss it. And, you know, we we have to... We, we do really galvanise well. We do circle the wagons, and, and we're very good at that. But, you know, we can't have that to be a major major motivating mm. factor every week. We need to create edges other way. And, you know, we'll just keep creating an edge, and we'll just keep building towards the, every week and just see how we uh, pan out. Yeah, mate. Now, you've got a new defensive coach. Uh, I, I noticed you, you're probably not wrapped with your defensive situation at the moment, but you're doing enough to eke, to, to eke out these games. Is, is defence something you've got to, you're going to put a real big focus on? Imagine doing a great job. Um, mm. A lot, lot of, um, you know, the last probably two or three games, we probably should have won by two tries more. Yeah. But, you know, opportunistic tries and good attack. Um, you know, they've taken those opportunities, the, the, the opposition. Um, but we probably could have won by two or three tries per game over the last two to three matches. And yep. that's been the disappointing factor. We've got to, we've got to score tries and want to score again. Um, we're letting teams back into the uh, in the game late. But it's not, you know, we, 
we look, I looked at it this week. It's not our resilience on our goal line. They scored three tries off kicks this week, mm. and, and they did a really good job at that. Um, twice over the last two weeks, you know, Emre Gula could have scored a try, and then the Jack White and the ball comes off the head. They're 12-point turnarounds, yeah. one against the Dolphin and once, once again, um, one against uh, the, the dogs. dogs last week. Yeah. But, but then again, you've got to be good enough to defend it. So um, that's what we've got to work on. And But I'm, I'm really happy with Madge. He's doing a great job. He puts a lot of detail into it, and... Mickey Crawley's got our attack fire on at the moment, so it's it's you know we've got a bit of a uh, falling little bit of rhythm at the moment. Yeah, well, well I mean, we, we were just saying before that you always look like you're in control against the dogs. Did you feel like you're in control? Oh yeah, what was it twenty twenty four eight or something like that? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, um, but you know, some sometimes you. One try goes against you. I mean, I've been on the receiving end so many times there where one try goes against you. Oh, sorry, we're going to start receiving it. We've been on the positive as well where you get one try, you score another, you know. And sometimes you get that momentum and it's hard to defend. Um, obviously, all coaches have been on both ends, but um, we've just got to be better at uh, pulling momentum back, yep. um, better at defending errors, errors, not errors, defending moments, the time of uh, need. At the moment, they're, they've been on the back end of the uh, last half, but... In saying that, they've been mentally tough enough uh, and driven to stay in the game and win them. Yeah. Now, Rick, Corey Horsburgh, oh, he's a throwback. He's Socks a down, pasty skin, sloppy rig. <laughs> he looks like he should be standing on the hill at Queanbeyan with a beer and a gasper in his hand. But, but he must have a huge yeah. engine and, and great yeah. willpower. What's this kid like to coach? Oh, he's great to coach. It's uh, he, He's... Uh, um, really, he's really done a good job with his emotion, um, you know. And a bloke like myself, who's very, very emotional too, it, you understand how much a bloke, you know, how how much the game, how much results, how much uh, playing he wants to play well. You want to play well, you know, and because it does play on your emotions. And and I actually really understand that. And and we've we've had, mate, we'll, boy, we've had some uh, some real bloody headbutts, you know, me and Corey. But we're probably two very similar people. Um, I know how much the game means to him. I know how much uh, how passionate he is about um, his footy. And now he's had a really good off season. And when you find that little bit of form, it builds your confidence. It's uh, there's a lot of belief in your own performances and, and, and talent. And he he's uh, he's got that at the moment. Red's a um, he's a great bloke to coach um, when he's when he's got his emotions intact, um, he's a great bloke to have in your squad. And I must say, I compliment him on the on the way he has really uh, worked hard on him as emotions because our game is emotional. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Now, seeing that uh, Jackie Watton's leaving, what's the angle been from the coaching and recruitment team? What's the perspective now? Now, knowing knowing that you got considerable money to to use in the cap, so what's the angle now for twenty twenty four? You got to look at who's available. You got to look at uh, what type of prong attack you want to take from a recruitment point of view, and we're doing all that. Yeah, mate. It looks like you've got you've got this hardworking pack. That, you know, that pack. Um, I just love watching them play. They get in there, they rip and tear. Is that like what are you looking for in in your forward pack when they get out on the field? Is it that? I mean, you haven't got a superstar pack, but they just they're a superstar pack. If that if that makes sense, yeah. Well, I, I reckon I reckon there are some superstars there. I think yep. Joe Tappany and Josh Parley, two, of, yep. you know, two of the probably in the top five or six props in the game. 
you yeah. got youth there in Emre Gula and Corey Horsburgh coming through. They played grand finals at 19. You know, I wouldn't swap these boys for any other players. Yeah. And whether they're better players or not, um, they want to be Raiders. And yeah. that's what I want. And uh, they, they, there's a non-negotiable um, commitment to those boys. They, they commit to winning. They commit to being a Raider. And that's what I love about them. And, yeah. Now, Rick, a, a young player that I've, I've got, I'm just so impressed with the way that he's playing. He's just improved so much as your centre, Matty Tomoko. Yeah, oh. What about how powerful he is? He's very yeah. – both he and Brian Tyler have got much the same yeah. um, attributes, haven't Great they? Great to watch, isn't he? They have. They're uh, built very similar. Uh, I think you look at uh, um, Seb Chris as well. I mean, they're, they're young boys who have only really uh, into their real second second uh, two and a half years of being a, um, a first grader. So – I've had to make a decision there a year and a half or two years ago. Do I go out and buy out the top of these kids? And my my decision was no because the the managers trusted uh, trusted us in giving the, them the opportunity for us to develop them. So we we had to put up with a bit of the the errors. We had to put up with the, the, the inexperienced errors. We had to put up with a little bit of the, the immaturity of, of play because of their age. Um, if coaches have got the the capability and support of the the club in in having the having you know having the time to develop these young blokes, there is always going to be some um, fruits at the end of it, and and that's what we're getting with a couple of those younger blokes at the moment. Albert Hopperwhite is another one; he's mm. playing really good football. So, um, you know, we're 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 not the um, the high profile uh, glamorous teams that. Uh, uh, they're around the competition, and, and and nor I want to be them either. And I uh, enjoy coaching these blokes, and every week, whether you, we win or lose, I know they're trying. And effort for me is more important than uh, a lot of things. Mate, we'll go to the other end of the scale. Um, mate, we spoke to Jared Croker a few weeks ago, and he, he mentioned how hard he'd worked to get himself back into that NRL frame. Um, he must bring a bit to the team. I mean, he's been back for four weeks. You've had four wins. His experience. He must be great for the younger guys. It is, and I say it all the time. We speak about Jared and his experience and calmness in situations which we've had over the last three weeks on the back end of games. That uh, is invaluable. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't buy you can't buy two hundred and ninety odd games. Um, but the the thing to to have got Jared to where he is um, after so many so many injuries is the hard work. He's had to he's had to come back and be uncomfortable. Yeah. Now before we let you go, Rick. Couple of real quick, quick questions. The scar on the head, is that healed or not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should see the other blade. <laughs> so, you know, no, yeah. I had a skin cancer cut out, and I've got a few more to go too. But uh, the thing with my rough head, I just wanted <laughs> it to see doesn't matter. that game at Wagga. I just want to see a filthy big band aid across the player <laughs> on TV. That would have been great. Hey, um, we've been talking about uh, tonight. We're talking about uh, state of larrikins now. Great players on the field in Origin, but they did all their best work off, off the it. field in camp. State of Larrikin. So, yeah, the likes of Peter Jackson and uh, Matty Johns. So if I said to you, State of Larrikin, who was the biggest Larrikin that you played with in Origin? Who's the first name that comes to mind? Well, the biggest, the biggest Larrikin that I played against would be Kevin Walters and Alan Langer. Yeah. <laughs> and and win, the, win the grand final hands down. Um, from my point of view of uh, Larrikin, so I... I had a few. I had Freddie Filler. Yeah. Um, he wasn't always the cool, calm guy he pretends <laughs> to be today. He was always a larrikin. Um, and Benny Elias. Yeah. Benny was always up to no good. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Yeah, very great good. stuff. Hey, Rick, thanks very much for, for taking time to, to have a chat to us. It's always, no, uh, always great to get you on the show. Congratulations on how the, the team's going at the moment. Yeah, and, and this week, the Canberra Raiders at home, GIO Stadium, face the Eels on Saturday night, 7.35 kickoff. Make sure you get to the game if you're listening to us down in the nation's capital. Uh, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Rick. That's you. The only bloke that I still have nightmares over, mate, was that tackle on Toddy Byrne. So, uh, <laughs> well, pleasure to be on your show. Well, you're the, you're the one that gave me my most famous sledge when he said, um, what are you talking about? You attempt to chip off the old block. So. <laughs> uh, nice. Good on you, boys. Thanks, Enjoy, Rick. Enjoy the night. More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Game three in Melbourne, 2006, before, of course, the, the famous Darren Lockyer tried to, mm. to, to, uh, to take that series. And then that run of so many years of, of Queensland domination, that man, Brent Winton Tate, was the try scorer that oh, day. Jonathan Thurston just put it on a platter for him. Mate, I will tell you, I used to, watching Origin back in the day, this bloke, I used to call him the, the, the great Queensland meter eater. I would have loved to have seen his meter stats mm. of games. Just amazing. I would have loved to see the, the meter stats on the adrenaline and aggression that goes through this man's body. <laughs> Brent Witten Tate. Tate of Origin, they call him. And he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Tatey? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's... Uh... Still makes me smile when I hear that, mate, about that night in Melbourne when Lockie scored that try. It was such a, um, mate, still, yeah, I'm, I'm smiling now just hearing it and reliving it there. It's bloody awesome. Because you always tell me that, I know Lockie gets the, the accolades for scoring that try, but you always say to me, if it wasn't for my try, we wouldn't have been in that position. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do say that to you, and that's probably not for public airing, stuff, but that's okay. Um, mate, let's be honest, he wouldn't have been infamous for that try if I didn't run... 70, 80 metres and exactly. score for him. But anyway, we'll, exactly. we'll let it go. 23 games for the Maroons <laughs> uh, between 2002, 2014. And we've started off this state of larrikins. We've had a lot of our, our listeners giving their uh, their opinions of the great larrikins. And we're doing the halves and five-eighths. Now, because we're talking to you, you don't have to focus on halves and five-eighths. But when, when we talk about larrikins in origin, especially in camp, some of their best work off the field, who comes to mind? Mate, one of the ones that comes to mind the most is um, Justin Hodges. Um, Hodjo, like, for a guy that had as much talent and ability he has, um, mate, he didn't work that hard off the field, Hodjo. Um, i never seen him ever do a squat in the gym my whole career. Um, <laughs> mate, in some origin camps, we, we'd, we'd stay up at Coolum. Um, and you'd have like a, you'd have sort of a shared sort of a, a apartment. We'd have sort of a room, and obviously you'd have like a kitchenette and lounge room. And mate, I'd come out some mornings, and I've you know I always played the game like the ultimate professional, bed early, you know, get up early. I'd come out, 
um, and GI'd obviously visited the night before, there'd be V's on the table. There'd be an ashtray full of cigarette butts. <laughs> and that's, that's what those two did. They'd sit out there on the deck in their, in their white robes. I remember one night I walked in and I could just, I could see the, all the lights were off and I could just see two lights in the, out back on the deck and it was G.I. and Hodge having smokes. And I walked out there and they're in, their, in the fluffy white robes smoking ciggies. And I'm thinking, mate, like, it was just like two Hugh Hefners sitting down having a smoke. Classic. Just mate. incredible. So, mate, like, that, that, some of the guys, like, I just, I used to just shake my head and in bewilderment at how great Hodge was with the preparation that he used to put in the footy. It was amazing. <laughs> Classic. Mate, I... I look back over the years, Tady, you know, and I look at, you know, the larrikins of, of origin, you know, Queensland and New South Wales, and, and I just feel like it's just heavily tipped towards Queensland in terms of the amount of larrikins that they've had in the team. Do you reckon that is something that's helped the team? Do you reckon it relaxes the team? And and, and I guess obviously you prepared very different to, you know, the larrikin that was Hodjo, but do you reckon it just sort of brings a little bit of calmness across the team that, you know, these guys are just so comfortable that they can behave like this and then go out and play on that stage? I, I think it does, mate. I think it plays a huge part in, you know, for the guys that are a bit more serious about footy, you get in the camp and you, you're watching how these guys are, I'm not going to say flippant because when they get on the field, they're the most ultra-competitive blokes you'll ever, ever meet, you know, and I'm talking about guys like Alfie and Kevy and, you know, Hodjo and even Cam Munster, you know, yeah. in this day and age where, mate, they they don't take life and things so seriously. But, you know, once they cross the stripe, mate, then it's a completely different kettle of fish. But, mate, I, I used to enjoy being around those guys and um, watching the way they prepared because, you know, it is such a heavy and intense environment for 10 days. And then you've got, you know, lunatics like that who are just, you know, taking it for what it is day by day. Um, mate, it certainly lightens the load and... Yeah, that's why guys like Alfie are still involved in the camps because, mate, they are fun and in an environment that's really high tense. You, you need you need that to break it up, I think. Now, in the back of halves and five eights tonight, Tady, I'm going to bring up a name for you that a lot of the listeners may not know who he is. Same last name, but different personality. We see this Darren Lockyer who's composed and professional, one of the greats of the game. But then you got Daryl Lockyer. And a lot of people say, there's no Daryl Lockyer that played for <laughs> State of brother? But tell us who Daryl Lockyer is. <laughs> Mate, Daryl Lockyer is one of the funnest blokes you'd ever come across. An absolute lunatic. So it's Lockyer's alter ego once right. he gets on the sip. And, um, mate, he is a lunatic. Like, you talk about lunatics, when, when Daryl or Darren flicks the switch and turns into Daryl, mate, it's um, no one's safe, mate. I can tell you, he is... Proper lunatic. I remember once in New Zealand actually got the fire hydrant in the um, in the hallway and just upped everyone. We we're walking, coming home from a night out, and he's got the fire hydrant out in the hotel, just up everyone, mate. He's yeah, he's a lunatic, mate. Proper A grade lunatic, Daryl. What about uh, when you talk about former players, but they be, then became managers? Origin had some great larrikins as managers, didn't they, Tady? Of course, Choppy Close oh. and Steve Boxhead Walters. Yeah, two of the greats, mate. Um, Choppy was good fun, eh? Like, he was just, again, you talk about blokes lightening up the the, the mood and origin. Choppy certainly did that. And, um, mate, Boxy Wallers is probably one of the funniest guys I've ever come across. Um, you know, just a quick wit. It's funny when you talk about those blokes, the larrikins, mate. They're the ones that care the most and are the most sensitive, too, about stuff. Like, 
um, you know, Box used to get real emotional about how we played and, you know, how we prepared and if we lost or we won, really affected him. But, mate, you know, biggest lunatic going around and, you know, really quick wit and would lighten the mood in, in, in a one-liner. So, um, mate, Queensland's had some great, great, like you said, Rat, um, people around the camp, like those larrikins that have just, mate, they, they become folklore. And you, you talk about them all the time. I still talk about Choppy and, you know, Lockie and those blokes and, and what they used to get up to. It's just good fun. Yeah, mate, it is. Uh, I, I mean, Choppy was the manager of my first Origin team, and I sat front row, mate. He, mate, the, the emotional speech he gave the first meeting team meeting we had, there was no coaches in there. It was just Choppy and the players. You're like crying, don't mate. You? He spat all over me. Yeah. He was just that emotion. He was talking about <laughs> how much he hated New South Wales, and I'm just sitting there thinking he's talking about my old man. Yeah, <laughs> who's, who's different? <laughs> Tony, I want to talk about um, um, you know players for this season. I, I, I want you to give me one word answer: fullback, Ponga, or Walsh. Yep. I'm going to go Walsh at this stage. Wow. Okay. Wing. Tualangi or Hamaso? Tualangi. Second row. Kafusi or Fafida? Kafusi. Oh, nice. I like that. Do you, do you find a place for the, the way that Fafida's been playing on the bench? Yeah, I would. 100%, mate. Yep. Mm. Definitely, I'd have him in the team. He'd be on the bench. Yep. yep. Do you expect Tommy Trebojevic to be picked in the centres, even though he's a little bit ginger at the moment? Oh, mate, oh, I hope they do pick him because I think he's – like, I love him, but he's he's out of form, mate, and he's not confident at all. So, I, I don't think you can carry that in origin, like, the way he – just the, not having the confidence in himself at the moment, as in, you know, his body. Um, so, mate, I, I genuinely hope they do pick him because I think, um, mate, it'd be a big ask for him to turn it around in one game. But in saying that, if there's one bloke that could, it's probably him. Yeah, it's it's not the Tommy that we're used to seeing, is it? It's 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 actually like gee, you you want to see body language you want to see him at yeah. his best. Mm. Um, you know, certainly not in a New South Wales jersey because he's playing against us, mate. Um, Sawaliti, um, does he terrify you as much as he terrifies us if they pick him on the wing? Um, yeah, I, I, mate, I, I think he drives to the occasion. He's that sort of kid. And he's a big aggressive thing. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I like him. I think he's mate. When you play Origin, you're playing the outside backs. Um, you, like you know, you know, eighty five percent of your work that gets done is you know coming out of trouble and getting your set start. So I think that's why you got to have big guys on the wing that can carry the ball tough because that's that's the majority of what you do as an outside back in Origin. You have got to roll the sleeves up and have that aggressive mentality, just carrying it in the meat of defence all the time. So, uh, mate, I, I think you know. So, I watch some of the aggression in his carries. You know, probably not the last couple of weeks he's been a bit off, but you know, at the start of the year, mate, he is just raw and aggressive and hard to bring down in contact, mate. I'd be, yeah, I wouldn't like to be tackling him in playing Origin. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think the, the the form dip for Swaliti is is been, um, it's, it's married to the to the position move. Yeah, yeah, it's too I difficult mean, he's in to play the center. at the moment. Yeah, and uh, you know, on the wing, he's just he's he's. He's just so much more devastating on the wing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I agree. I agree. Now, uh, Tady, when you played Origin, was there one player, when you looked across the team list against New South Wales, through your, you know, 20-odd games, 23 games of Origin, was there one player you just always wanted to crack? I just want to crack that guy, you'd say to yourself? Oh, yeah. Who was it? Yeah, oh, Gal and Birdie, for sure. <laughs> Mate, I, 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 
I genuinely hated those two when I played Origin. Like, I remember tackling Birdie saying, I effing hate your guts. Like, and I meant every word. And, but off the field, mate, like, I'd really enjoyed their company. But you, you hated them because, one, they were aggressive and grubby. Um, but, two, you know, if they, you know, they always did the job for New South Wales, too. You know, they, you know, you look back over their Origin careers and there's not too many games where they would have played bad. So... Um, but man, I hate him, especially Birdie, mate. He was so grubby. Far out, he was a grub. Mate, I uh, play golf with Birdie, if not once a while. I'm playing golf with him tomorrow morning, and I just love just riling him up, just twisting, Wouldn't take just twisting the knife about New South Wales and how yeah. they always lost when he was there. Oh, geez, he hates it. He hates it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, I love that. Oh, That's brilliant. Now, before we let you go, uh, Jamie Lee Price, your niece, who is also part of the Australian Diamonds netball team, um, we're interviewing her next week. And you're telling me that she loves a DYI, doesn't she? But she struggles a bit with it. Oh, mate, funny, yeah. She loves, like, all, you know, following the three-beds, Renault school and all this sort of stuff. She loves renovating and doing furniture anyway. She sent us this, um, she, she re- like, a DIY to an old coffee table, mate. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. And I didn't have the heart to tell her. I was like, oh, Jay, mate, that looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. Oh. Awful old, poor old Jamie. But anyway, I, I told her it looked good, but mate, it was it was crap. It was oh. crap. <laughs> oh, I hope, hope she goes better. Yeah. Hope, hope she'll go better in the World Cup yeah, and take down in July. Uh, Brent Witten Tate, it's always great to have a chat to you. You're always a good laugh, and thanks for catching us up, uh, catching up with us on Sports Day. Thanks, lads. Have a good one. See ya. Good on you, Tatey. More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your canter? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Yeah, look at him go. Scoring tries left, right and centre. Sats, he was also at Magic Round as a spectator on the weekend. He's been out for well over a month now. I'm just surprised over... he didn't end up in the bubble with Fletch and Hindy. Oh, jeez. He'd still be uh, disinfecting himself if he was. Mm. I, I tell you what, we've been told he's caught an itch uh, from Magic Round. We better get to that. That's the breaking news to Toby Rudolph. Welcome to Sports Day. Yeah, boys, thanks for having me on. Feeling very itchy. <laughs> now, I'm assuming the itch is because you watched all that football over the weekend. You want to get back on the paddock, or was it something you caught on Caxton Street? No, no, no. It was. I didn't actually venture to Caxton Street this time, unfortunately. Although I was very keen, um, but no, it was uh, purely football related. Um, seeing the team perform not to their, you know, their best standard of play. I think 30 points were put on us in the first half, and it's sort of a bit. You know, when you're watching on TV, it's a bit of a different feeling to being at the game and you're, you're seeing your team struggle and it just makes you want to get back out there mm. so much more. So now it's official. It's official. I have got the itch from Brisbane. It's magic yeah, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts when you can't do anything and you're injured and you're seeing your, your teammates out there struggling a bit. Now, what's going on with the hair? Is it growing back quickly or what? It is growing back, but I'm, I'm keeping it short. I've already had a couple of haircuts, getting a nice fresh fade going and 
trying to see what the uh, the shorter side of hair life looks like. <laughs> now you had surgery uh, back at the start of April on that that toe toe injury foot slash toe injury. What's How, it, what's it called? What's the injury called? Great toe. Is that right? It's no. called great toe or something. That's that's you guys need to read between the lines for more. It's incorrect. Uh, no, it is turf toe. Pretty much did turf toe. Turf toe. Turf toe is where you just kick the ground. Is that right? Hard. Um, that's why well, you can you know you can kick the turf. I don't know if that's exactly turf toe. Um, uh, turf toe is essentially ligaments in your big toe that become irritated. So usually it's an overuse injury, uh, but somehow I managed to sort of get it out in one big hit uh, where I required surgery. So I ripped some ligaments. Off the bone in the big foot. Couldn't tell you what bones they were. They were very <laughs> medical sounding, so I can't really remember. Toe yep. bones. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the best injury. The metatarsal. Now, your good mate Liam Knight, uh, you must have been proud of him, seeing him back on the field out at Wagga playing second grade a couple of weeks ago and then getting back into the NRL last week. Yeah, 100%. I was, I don't even know, I was stupidly proud. I mean, you know, he and I were sort of discussing and he was getting asked that right and said, no, oh, when are you going to be back playing first grade? And, you know, the general sort of throw-up response three or four weeks, which he and I both sort of were, were discussing, thinking that'd be sort of around when he would be back. But he did enough in, in that one game in Wagga, and they had a few injuries and a few um, a bit of stuff on with players not being able to make going up to Brisbane. So he got the call-up straight away and did quite well in his first game. I sort of saw some snippets, and um, it's really good to see him being back to where he belongs, playing in top grade and excelling doing so. Mate, um, that was a... That was a- a big loss to the Dolphins, not 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 just on the scoreboard, but they, just they pride-wise, yeah, pride-wise yeah. on, on the weekend. How's that being handled uh, around the club this week? Yeah, look, obviously I'm not um, in the everyday sort of uh, nitty-gritty team meetings and stuff anymore, being injured. But um, it was addressed, and it, it wasn't the best performance. We're trying to sort of search for reasons why. It just seems that. On the night, whether it was you know Wayne's 100th or whatever it was, that the Dolphins were keen to play, we were ready and to go, and we weren't. Um, they, they hit us in the mouth, and we had no response. And uh, you know you can't win comps and that sort of stuff. And it's it's been a bit of an internal review. Not the end of the world. You know you can't lose comps this time of year. You can't win them either. So look on the next week versus Manly this week on Saturday, I believe, and um, looking to put what we've learned from that game in place into action on Saturday. So you're not around the club. What, what are you doing? What, what, how, apart from talking to us, how are you filling in your time? I caught up with three people today for coffee separately. <laughs> I had three coffees today. Usually I don't drink coffee, so my guts are a bit hairy going at the moment. Um, that's one way. Also, lots of Nintendo. I've got a few young mates uh, where I live in Maruba that, that come around and play a bit of Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, and also have a dog that needs to be walked. So that's sort of where my time gets sitted up. Yeah, nice, nice. Now, we interviewed one of your teammates, Blake Braley. Great interview, great kid. He's caused some... Little bit of of cheek. Controversy. Little bit of cheek. So we we went through and asked him a a few questions um, outside of on the field. And one of the questions around, who's the teammate that you think could get up in front of a crowd and do a comedy skit? Now, just listen to this, Toby. This is his response. If you're all in a comedy club... Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. all sitting there, and the comedian for the night that you're going to watch suddenly falls ill, and the the host of the night says, "Is there anyone in the crowd that can get up on stage and keep the crowd entertained, telling jokes for ten or fifteen minutes? Who from the Cronulla Sharks would be that person?" Oh, that's so easy, Toby Rudolph. Yeah. They, yeah. he just he's 
he's both weird and funny, and <laughs> the jokes definitely won't be PG. Oh, he'll get butt naked. He'll get. He'll do anything he can just to make the crowd laugh. It's always a good time. So, is that true or false? You just love your nudity. Fact. True. <laughs> Uh, he's a great well, kid. Now, the, there, uh, can I just get an example yeah. of it? Say you're on stage, Toby. What 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 sort of gear would you do? Is there a, is there a joke that you could just pull out of your back hop, uh, back pocket and just roll with? Well, he's nude, so he doesn't have a back pocket. At okay, the yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't I don't um, want to know where you're pulling it out of then. But what would what sort of gear would you deliver on stage? What gear am I handing out to the, to the patrons? Um, no. I'm pretty sure it's illegal in most states and territories. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the jokes I'd go with, I've got a few dad jokes up my sleeve that would get the crowd going. And if they, if they failed and all those failed, I would just sort of get nude and just see, see what happens. Yeah. So yeah. probably back to the wagon. Good plan. Good plan. Okay. Oh, There's going to be a question after this, but this is also Blake Braley talking about, I said, you know, who's the king of, who's the king of Cronulla? And then I said, you know, has, yeah. has Nico got any, any negatives about him? This is his response. You're living in the Shire, great yeah, place yeah. to live. Uh, who's the king of the Shire? Obviously, it's hard to go past Nico Hines. He's, you can catch him most days down at the water um, with his shirt off, tanning, with <laughs> yeah. him in a fire bowl. He's, <laughs> he's living it up at the moment. He's got that Heath Ledger look about him, hasn't he? The, oh, he the does. Hair. Yeah. There's got to be something that's negative about him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if there's anything too much, but maybe his hygiene. He's um, yeah, pretty yeah. pretty well known not to shower. I think um, that wet hair look is actually some sweat and grease that's just <laughs> built up over time. So yeah. if anything, it's probably that. Okay, so the question is, if you had to put Blake Braley and Nico Hines into a cage match, Ooh. who wins the fight? The battle of the bad teeth, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd have to... <laughs> Battle of the Braces. Um, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to go Blake. Um, purely because Blake plays in the middle every week, tackling 110 kilo blokes when he's only 80 kilos himself. Yep. He's a little tenacious bulldog. He has admitted to me that he can throw them before. Nico has not. Nico did grow up in the Central Coast, in Yamaha, where it is a bit rough and tumble. But Blake grew up in the bad streets of Menai in the Shire. So I'm going to have to give it to my main man, Blake Braley. Uh, okay, now, when Toby Rudolph's watching movies and he's got a choice of any genre, action, thriller, rom-com, true crime, what's the go-to genre? Probably, probably, um, what do you call it? Animation, like Disney, Disney oh, movies okay. and stuff. Really? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love, they're my favourites, I reckon, of all time. But if, if we're talking adult proper movies, uh, comedy or rom-com, I do like to laugh and fall in love, but who doesn't, you know? Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm just going back to that cage fight. Yeah. Would Cam McGuinness be the uh, the referee controlling the fight? If we're talking bad teeth, mm. is he controlling the fight? <laughs> um, yeah, he'd be the adjudicator, the referee, and the official. <laughs> okay, late night snack. It's 2.30. The Sharkies just had a great win on a Friday night. And Toby Rudolph gets the three or the six Dalian points now. And you're just you're just pumping, and you're heading down to Northies, wherever you're going to go. And then it's two thirty in the morning. You're starting to head home. I better go get some sleep. Got rehab tomorrow. I've got a pizza shop. I've got a kebab shop. Which one does Toby Rudolph go to? Well, usually kebab shops sell pizza slices, so I probably go to the kebab shop. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. You're a pizza man. Also, I love garlic sauce as well. <laughs> Are you? Am I pizza man? You're, oh, no, I'm, you're an, a... I'm a pizza. 
I'm a kebab. I'm a ch- Chico Roll's the finest of the fast food. Mm. And I love those little dims. Don't ask the next question because the next question, I feel like we're we're, we're hosting. Is Kyla Jackie? Yeah, no, this one's, Don't do the next one. This one's more about um, because you, you're because you're a funky character. You're an interesting character, and I love it. Do you get many fans dropping into your your DMs, your direct messages on social media? Um. Uh, yeah, here and there, but I don't really look at it or read it because yep. uh, I've I've known that a lot of people will, you know, sort of when I was in, in my younger days in my career a few years ago, and like people started messaging me out of the blue, and I thought I was really cool. Oh, these people are taking the time out of the day to message me. How nice is this? Um, but yeah, these days I don't really uh, read a whole lot, and you know, every time I do, it's it's always positive. I, I get very few negative comments, but um, yeah, I'm not really too one to sort of fuss over the comments and the DMs. Yeah, good stuff. Now. What's the return date? What what round are we looking at? Round eleven this week. What what's the uh, what's the best looking yeah. round for you? So it's either going to be round sixteen or eighteen because we have a buy round seventeen. Um, so round sixteen, if all things are going well and I'm feeling good and uh, I'm able to, to play, or round eighteen if if not, round eighteen's the the sort of back ended date. Right, nice. mate. Well, good luck with it all. I might just ask this. I've been asking a lot of. Uh, friends of the show this recently, and we've had some pretty good answers. Mate, who do you admire the most? Which player in the NRL right now? Well, currently, he's playing. Oh, cur- currently, uh, right now. Yeah, okay, okay. Admire the most. Who do you like oh, to watch? I'd probably to go with another team. Yeah. Yeah, who do I like to watch? You know what? I remember when Ruben Cotter first started playing. Uh, a couple of years ago, and I saw he was this, you know, not too tall in stature, but he was just having a red-hot crack, and I would ask Josh Hannay about him, because he was at the Cowboys, obviously, a couple of years ago, our, our, one of our assistant coaches, and just sort of kept the down on him, and even when I watch him now, he's just, just relentless, non-stop, yep. strong carries, and I just, you, know, you you can always go for a little bloke playing in the middle, it's just yeah. so easy to root for him. I reckon you may have played against him, Toby, when you were at the Redcliffe Dolphins, and he was at the Mackay Cutters. I reckon you would have was played. He playing back then, was yeah, he? Yeah, he, he was a hooker. He he had a knee. Was recon- he a hooker? He had three knee reconstructions and came back and decided to give it another go. But I reckon you may have crossed paths, Tobe. Mm. Yeah, right. He probably ran over me, so I'd rather not think about that. <laughs> a hooker <laughs> ran over you, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, mate. Listen. Best of luck with the rest of that recovery. We've got to get you back out on the footy field, and you are no doubt bored. Oh, you'll be humming for the finals. How good's that? Oh yeah. yeah. Let the boys do all the groundwork throughout the season. Get you to the finals, bang! No, just come in and take all the glory. Exactly, yeah. Clive Churchill <laughs> yeah, medal. Love That's I love it. Yeah. That's how you do it, Clean mate. As. <laughs> mate, we appreciate. We know you're flat out at the moment. You yeah. got you got so much on your plate. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you taking our call again <laughs> on Sports Day, Toby. No worries, boys. We've got heaps of calls to answer now, so I've got to go, eh? <laughs> go and do your tax. Yeah. See you, mate. Yeah. Super busy. More Off The Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off The Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Can't wait for your cancer? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Can't wait for your cancer? You don't have to. In stock now. See your Fuso dealer today. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. 
Queensland is your place to race this year. Uh, certainly is. And, of course, it's a, a massive time of the year for racing Queensland. What are you really gambling with? Uh, we've got uh, Nelso Sats on the line. Now, we've got to keep it brief. We've been told by Daddy Vass. Mm. Mm. So no no foolery. Why is he so nervous tonight, Daddy Vass? The Broncos are playing. Oh, of course. He's yeah. wearing an old Powers jersey. You wouldn't know those, would you, Nelso? Because you obviously moved up to Queensland from Victoria. Yes. But uh, I tell you what. I don't mind the old powers. I've had a couple of schooners of powers around the place since it's come back into play. It's back and in. it's not yeah, it's back in. A free carton yeah, on the expect- way to Chris Nelson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Don't Listen, mind it at all. We've got to be quick. Right, we've been told. All right. Uh, what's okay, on this here weekend? we go. Well, we have uh, a big beating, of course, at uh, Doombin on Saturday. It's the Doombin 10,000, the first Group 1 of the Winter Carnival. We're looking forward to that. And we have a pretty short-priced favourite in Giga Kick who I must say, guys, looks an absolute moral as far as I'm concerned. So uh, barring incidents and accidents and anything like that, uh, I can't see how they're going to beat Giga Kick. So what, will Giga, good... what will Giga Kick, uh, by the time it jumps, what will be paying, do you think, Chris O? Probably about $1.80, wow. $1.85. So there's no, there's no big odds. I mean, no genius to find it. But I think the way to go, Sats, is go with race seven, number one, Kovalika. Now, this is the Rough Habit Plate, one of the lead-ups to the, uh, the Derby. I think half the uh, Are you at the Air airport? Force is going past. I was going to say, I think half the Air Force is going past my house at the moment. This is uh, oh, that's not usual. I don't know what's on, going on out there. You're on the cliff face on the hill there at uh, Coolum, so maybe they're <laughs> flying over the beach. Oh, it's, uh, it's How strange, high is his anyway, house in the mountains yeah. that you can actually hear planes? You can yeah. touch planes. <laughs> I'm actually at sea level. He's actually at Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yeah, anyway, continue. <laughs> All right, race seven is the rough habit plate, and I think uh, Kovalik is a good thing as well. So what you've got to do there with those two good things that are at short prices yep. is put them in a multi, and you'll get about $3.50, $3.60, and it should be the, probably the best multi going around for some time, I would say, guys. Yeah, nice. Anything else outside of those two? Well, can I ask if uh, my boom horses yep. are running, mate? There is a boom horse running, isn't there? There's a boom race. Oh, it is too. That's boom what classic, it is. Race five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a boom um, horse no. in the boom race? Good <laughs> to see you did your research. Going around. I'll just have a look at that race. Uh, absolutely none. Right, no, thanks. So when you, type, when you type in your search bar, boom, I, just, I don't want to see what yeah. else comes up in the your The next history. word is boom. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> It'll be a horse and nothing else. Um, whoa, any other, whoa, any other tips for the weekend? Uh, look, race, <laughs> race nine, number five, Hellfest. Uh, one of James Cummings. I've got a sneaking suspicion they're up to something with this mare. I liked her trial. She's only lightly raced and she's been uh, nominated for but not accepted for in a couple of races over the last couple of weeks. So I've been watching out for her and she arrives in that last race, race nine, number five. So have something each way at about $7, Sats. Race nice. nine, number five, Hellfest. Rightio, mate. We've got to let you go. We're getting the wind up from Daddy Vass here. Okay. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. What are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.